0: 699 for January 25th, 2023. Why does that date
1: sound really familiar? Because it's on the calendar every year.
0: Computer Geek versus Nerd! (laughs) Oh, let's not start that argument again. Computer Geek versus Nerd. That's as old as Batman versus Superman or Captain Kirk versus Picard. Right, doesn't work that way. Hey, welcome to Technorama, the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things needle-nose pliers. Whoa. Sure, why not?
1: <laughs> have you been building stuff again? I have, or still and building?
0: ripping things out and rebuilding them.
1: Yes. Hey, wait a minute! Look what I got right here.
0: We went over that last week. Look! Look what I, I found. He got says, my own. "Look what I found." He says,
1: <laughs> "Yeah, that's right. I got my own right here, within arm's length."
0: <laughs> Wasn't that the name of your podcast? Look what I found!
1: Yeah, that's what I called it.
0: Okay. Yep, it's amazing what's within arm's reach. You never know.
1: <laughs> I named it that because I made it made it. It made it sound like, uh, you know, I was always like, oh, squirrel. That's, <laughs> no, it's a good one. <laughs> Look what I found. It, it, it could be just about anything. It could, could be, be something you found on the internet. It could be something you
0: found around the house. Anyway, uh, my name is Chuck Tomasi from Sunny Phoenix, Arizona, and we are here to share with you some news some insights some opinions some fun stories and maybe even a provocative thought or two we're just here to nerd out on a few stories we found over the week and we do this every week normally sunday nights at what's our new time 7 p.m eastern no 8 p.m
1: eastern no say eight. yeah 8 p.m
0: eastern we backed it up an hour and a half maybe make it a little easier for some of our people on the west coast or whatever um who knows? Sorry if we disrupted somebody in the middle of India and goes, no, no I can't get up at three now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's but uh, we changed a long-standing tradition as we come up on our 18 year anniversary. Joining me right over there is Craig Step. How are you, hey. Craig?
1: Oh, wait. Wrong. Hey, how did that reverse? I, I don't know how that works. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm in a box. Oh, I can't get out. Imagine I'm
0: yourself gonna... on the screen, just like you mm-hmm. see here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know you're right from your left in real person? Well, I'm. Like... <laughs> you have to. Yes. You have to imagine the two boxes. We are inside of the screen. That's right. Okay. So you are right mm-hmm. there. That's right. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Stop looking at the screen and just put yourself in that world. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do.
1: Yeah, that, that made it much easier. Every week. Every week. All right, let's, hey, uh let, hey, yes. I do want to, before we get into the feedback, mm-hmm. um, I do want to talk about one thing. I did try, it was that, I know we were talking about licorice, right? And, oh,
0: the stuff that uh, Sweet Steve sent us, the salted licorice? Yes.
1: Yeah, did you try that?
0: I did, I finished it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I it's actually- It's really good in bit.
0: tea, too. I, I enjoyed that.
1: In tea? Yeah, I took
0: like just a, a little pinch, like the size of a pea, and, and put it into tea and it dissolved. It's not a really? strong anise flavor.
1: No. No. Actually, to be honest with you, I, when I ate, when I bit into it, uh, actually when I, I pulled a little bit apart, I was like, wow, it's, it's more like, um, almost like a caramel kind of
0: mm-hmm.
1: like store-bought a taffy kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it tastes a, a little bit of darkness, like the licorice a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit, but it also tasted more like salted caramel too. And I looked on the website and I was trying, Google wouldn't translate it. I don't know how it did. It didn't pick up that it was Swedish, but so I had to do a uh, little fakery to get the translation to work. And I was trying to figure out because the wrappers in Swedish, I assume the website I had an English and I was like, Oh crap. There's like, they have different flavors. So I was trying to figure out exactly which woman this was and kind of, you know, see what it says. It says it is anyway, I think I figured it out and it's it is car. They have caramel and some other flavors too. But, uh, anyway, it says, I like that. B- really
0: best like used if applied directly in sunlight to seal
1: your roof leaks. <laughs> yeah. Or used to make an impression of a key to make a copy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> be sure to press both sides
1: yeah. of the medallion or burn your hand. <laughs> I know you could use this to make a copy of the staff of raw.
0: That's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. Just got to make right. sure you get both sides. Cause you know, that's right. The Germans only had the one side. That's right. They're digging in the wrong place. <laughs> let's get on with the show. Shall we? Somewhere? here, yes. I have oh, a my feedback. Let's, do it. Uh, let's see. Feedback. There it is.
1: Doing the Linus fans. Mail right
0: now do the Snoopy.
1: you got to say. Oh boy! Mailman, you
0: gotta get the you know, you gotta get the feet going. I gotta, get, I gotta get up and do
1: it. I'm I am doing the beat, but down. I'm not wearing pants, so I'm not going
0: Careful! <laughs> This podcast may or may not include pants.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: All right. Our question of the week last week was: What's a hobby that you'll never quite understand? Uh, oh, by the way, Mike Robinson joined in. He says, "Howdy's." So,
1: hey there, hey Mike, yippee!
0: Okay. Our question of the week: What? What did we we covered yours right? We 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 both talked about this last week. Things we won't quite, we'll never understand.
1: Oh, there's plenty of stuff we'll never understand. So what's a hobby that you'll never understand, right? Mike so, Wills Mike Will says exercising. <laughs> yeah. Weber Baker says golf.
0: I like golf. It's one of those things that you don't understand until you do it.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna say I'm an avid player because I never I've only been out a few times, but the few times I went out, I enjoyed myself. Actually, I enjoyed the um what's the uh top golf?
0: That's a lot really of fun. Golf. Yeah. And, and that is a lot of fun. The last time I went, which was, uh, was it last summer? Summer before? I forgot. It was with my son-in-law, Grantis. And we went to Top Golf because someone invited us and someone else was paying, which is always the best price. And, uh, we discovered that they've kind of combined it with angry birds. So the, if you look at the monitor, there's a castle, uh, you know, made of bricks and there's the pigs and whatnot. And when you tee off you sort of have to imagine you look at the monitor and go okay the castle is out there by the you know between the red holes and his back and you kind of eye it up and you're imagining this castle in front of you so grantus did great because he was playing a video game i was doing okay because i was golfing and then i realized i got but it was a great way for him to work on a swing by combining that video game element into the mm. you know you don't you don't have to worry about your technique at that point It's just, hey, if I can hit the ball in this general area, I'll get it through the window of the castle and knock down the most bricks. And
1: it was fun. It was fun. Anyway. I forget when um, Kim and I went. For some reason, uh, I think we were at the beach and she thought, oh, let's give it a shot. We enjoyed it a lot. So we ended up, we've gone several times after that. But yeah, I certainly enjoyed it. I'm not... I did okay. I was able to put the ball close to where I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> did you get it in any of those
0: oversized giant holes?
1: I went to the back one all the way. You know. Okay. I, so I you were trying to crush defenses. it like
0: most men do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Testosterone was uh, oozing that day. No, I, I tried to get it in the back. Well, I actually tried to get each one. And then the back was always a challenge because you had to really get it out there. Yep. But anyway. All, all right. Mike also so, says bronies. I will agree with that one.
0: I don't understand it. I'm not, we're not saying anything, you know, good or bad about this. I was just, it doesn't. Um, the other one that I don't quite get is hunting. Like deer hunting, elk hunting, moose hunting. Oh. Whatever. I I don't get it. I know my,
1: my I was going to say cousins, Wisconsin, there should be plenty of people that
0: uh, do Oh, that. there are. There are lots of people. But if somebody said, hey, you want to go out deer hunting with us? Like,
1: no, not really. Uh, yeah.
0: My, my, well, my cousin, on the it, other hand, she is like died in the wool deer hunter. Every, every fall, she's got a picture of something.
1: Well, that goes to show what you know about deer. Cause there is no wool.
0: Maybe that's why I'm not a good hunter. I've been hunting the <laughs> wrong sheep.
1: <laughs> well, I living here in South Carolina, of course I'm surrounded by it. I know lots of people that go, but I, again, it's not something for me either. Um, but, you know, I don't disparage anybody for going. I've, I've eaten the fruits of their labor. So yeah,
0: I'll be happy to eat your venison sausage anytime. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've All right,
0: that. Kyle says, <laughs> Craig, step here. That's he doesn't uh, quite understand. No,
1: oh. <laughs> uh, I saw. Just to throw this out here, uh I asked Kyle where he gave us some feedback because I thought it was somewhere else. Oh, uh, but okay. It turns out it was here. Gotcha. So I, asked, I had asked him, and he said, Oh, here. So, okay.
0: I thought he didn't understand you here.
1: <laughs> no, that's all right. So, he said, uh, podcasting. Just kidding. The hobbies I can't grok are the traditional blank. It doesn't really matter what activity it is. <clears throat> but describing anything that is traditional is just elitist and virtue, uh, just an elitist virtue signaling, uh, in my um, opinion. For example, mochi. Uh, Is a Japanese, is that right? Mochi. Mochi is a Japanese dessert that is made to celebrate the new year. Modern and commercially produced, mochi is made by pounding a special type of rice into a ball in a machine that is just a fancy rice cooker. Uh, Traditional mochi is, what do you give me, the whole recipe?
0: (laughs) First, cook it in a light sherry
1: sauce. Hey, wait a (laughs) minute. I think you... It seems like he understands it pretty well. He gave us a whole description of it. Well, then he compares it to commercial mochi a little later. Oh, I see. see. Yeah, commercial mochi is also, as as always, a soft, consistent product. Traditional mochi is usually uh, usually should have uh, splinters from where the guy was swinging the mallet, misses the rice ball, and chips his mallet. Wow. Definitely should not have blood from when he misses the ball. No. And it's the other guy saying, what? Okay. Lone Guy's Nice says,
0: soapbox derby racing. It's a gravity race. Eliminate as much friction and drag as possible, and everybody ties. I don't get it. And Steve London replied back, yes, when you reach a certain level, then there is not so much to do. You can't bend the laws of physics.
1: Uh, Steve London also said, he's a dedicated hobbyist himself. And spends way too much time and money, if you ask my wife. Yes. I w- my wife would probably agree with that yes. uh, on my side. I, so I understand hobbying and the thrill about it. There has to be some logical and underlying explanation as to why we have hobbies. But some people that collect dolls that are lifelike and life-size infants, that is a hobby I creeps mouth. out. I, you know what? I have some family that uh, buys these little dolls and they... Even the ones that have like the, they try, they say realistic eyes, but they have those little eyes that kind of, you know, when they tilt their head back and blink kind of thing, things are weird. Anyway, people that collect dolls, uh, I see what, uh, was, a he was at a hobby fair some years ago. There were two old ladies that were collecting and or played with the dolls. They treated them like individuals and tended to them as they were real infants. To me it was a no, total enigma, enigma enigma and super scary. Hmm. Oh, what's what's the other one where um
0: uh, furries and and like puppy play when people will dress up a, a, as an animal furries. Oh, well, furries is one, but there's another one that, that's specifically about um there's one called puppy play that I saw on TV where like this dude dressed up as a puppy, you know, complete with the paws. So he didn't have opposable thumbs or anything. And his wife would be the master and he had to act like a puppy around her.
1: Where did I see that? I think I saw the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, understand
0: it. You no, know, it just, it, I, I thought it was a little creepy as well.
1: You know what else creeps me out? And I saw it at the, in Vegas at the, uh, uh, Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. It's the, guy, it's the adult man in a diaper acting like a child.
0: Yes. In, uh that was not, Ugh. that was, was it was a car or was it, there, there's several Cirque du Soleil shows. It wasn't caught. It was, um,
1: no, um,
0: not the water one. Um, I know what you're yes, talking I, about.
1: Oh my gosh. I cannot stand that. Not It, it wasn't, was crap out of
0: there was another one. O, O2. Um, it's
1: something like that. Yeah. Uh, Donna will remember it.
0: Yeah. We saw the same thing. That was. That is just a full grown guy acting like a baby in a giant diaper. Yeah. I, the show itself was good. Don't get us wrong. Yeah, I, I When he really came didn't. out,
1: I was like, I uh, I couldn't look. It was oh. Um That's Yeah. I was, was like, oh my gosh. It was just bugging the crap out of me. It, enough. To, I wanted to get up, but I didn't. I wanted to see the rest of the show. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on. I think that was it for the, uh, yeah, yeah. the the feedback. We also got a text message. I think this is our very first official text <laughs> message. Yeah. And it says...
1: Testing. What type of pasta would make the best wearable clothing?
0: <laughs> There's a pun in there somewhere. I'm searching for it. Bowtie pasta. Boom! That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Bowtie pasta. <laughs> it's hanging right, right in front of me.
1: <laughs> uh, I was gonna say tuxedo, but yeah, we, you're right. We had that
0: when I was out in Vegas last week for the keynote. We, we broke for lunch real quick, and we you know, went through the buffet line and scooped them into our little cardboard boxes. And I told everybody in line with me. I said, "Try the bow tie pasta. It's really good." <laughs> <laughs> the bow tie. Pasta. I might be biased, but this is the best bow tie pasta I've had
1: right uh we also got a youtube comment which i thought was interesting uh without context without 100 percent context uh g12 entertainment commented now everyone look up keep looking up wow camera stays on the host looking <laughs> amazed at what he's seeing well done head shake and forehead slap <laughs> <laughs> now, so this is the star trek experience video we did about 10 years ago or,
0: no like, that was 2008 that's coming up now on we, 15 uh, years ago
1: <laughs> i don't know what uh why i said uh youtube said it was posted 10 years ago but maybe you uploaded um, it much we, later. we moved it i think we moved yeah. it. yeah we charted our channel uh but i think he's referring to the part in the video where we're on the transporter pad and
0: they're showing how, how the april, transporter was made
1: in april our friend april is uh showing us how The magic works and there's a big uh plate for the ceiling the ceiling retracts the ceiling walls go up slides over she calls it like a dinner plate that's what she says and you can see the reflection and see it kind of move a little bit but we're kind of looking at uh chuck and i'm not sure if it's uh, I think that's oh so if key, I was on
0: think. camera that means I wasn't at fault for not moving the camera
1: oh good no it was either it was either myself or Kyle I think was was helping video some of that might have been Donna so too. he may be I can't <laughs> remember um who was doing what but yeah anyway that's what it was all right that takes us to the end of the
0: feedback thank you everybody we're gonna ask you another question at the end of the show get ready get ready we
1: you got a question in there that's yeah I do
0: And we'll social media that thing next weekend, too. Give you a fair chance. All right. On with the history. I need my volume control. There it is. On this day in history for January 25th, 2023. This is the 25th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 340 days remaining in this year. It was on this date in 1880. Oh, this is the part of the show where we massacre a bunch of names. So pardon us if we offend anyone in, in their language of choice. Uh, But some of them we've got, like this one. It was on this date in 1881 that Thomas Edison and Alexander Graham Bell formed the Oriental Telephone Company.
1: What's wrong with that one?
0: No, keep going. We have more. Okay.
1: Yeah. It was also on this date in 1915 that Alexander Graham Bell inaugurated U.S. Transcontinental Telephone Service, speaking from New York to Thomas Watson in San Francisco. (laughs) Watson, come here. I need you. Uh, hey,
0: dude, I'm across the country. That's right. Is <laughs> That line <Bring> never. <laughs> Alex is going. It never gets old. <laughs> I love right. that joke. <laughs> right. January twenty fifth, nineteen twenty four, was when the nineteen twenty four Winter Olympics opened in Chamonix in the French Alps, inaugurated the Winter Olympic Games. Wow, they are ninety nine years old
1: ish. Wow. And on January 25th, 1937, The Guided Light debuted on NBC, excuse me, radio from Chicago. In 1952, it moved to CBS Television, where it remained until September 18th, 2009.
0: My mom used to watch The Guiding Light all the time. I remember that as being one of the prominent, that, The Young and the Restless, Search for Tomorrow. Those were the soaps of the 70s.
1: I was was more of a a, All My Children kind of guy. That too. Yeah.
0: Susan Lucci was a looker in her day, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that same date in 1947, Thomas Goldsmith Jr. filed a patent for the cathode ray tube amusement device. That just sounded wrong in so many ways, but nope, it was the first ever electronic game. 1947,
1: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Wow. And on January 25th, 1961, in Washington, D.C., U.S. President John F. Kennedy delivered... The first live presidential television news conference.
0: Uh, we uh, are having a uh, technical difficulties here.
1: We're going <laughs> to use every channel.
0: <laughs> yeah, all three channels. Oh, it's a uh, news. Remember when that would happen when you were a kid? You got like three channels yeah. and they were all on like, this is a special news bulletin. Like,
1: oh, We are yeah. in the middle of Charlie Brown.
0: <laughs> I didn't
1: get to see Back to the Future. I'm sorry, uh, Battlestar Galactica. That same date in
0: 1964, Blue Ribbon Sports, which would later become Nike. There's a trivia question. What was Nike originally called? Blue Ribbon Sports. It was founded by University of Oregon track and field athletes.
1: And it was also on January 25th, 1994, the Spacecraft Clementine. Sounds like a song right there. The Spacecraft Clementine. By... BMDO, and NASA was launched.
0: That's a band name, BMDO. Yeah, that's and that's the song, Spacecraft yeah. by Clementine. That's another band name.
1: Spacecraft from Clementine.
0: This is ground control to Clementine. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday goes out on this day to Anglo-Irish chemist and physicist Robert
1: Boyle, born on this date in 1627. Italian French mathematician and astronomer Joseph Louis Lagrange was born 287 years ago and
0: today. that's why I apologized at the beginning of the show
1: Lagrange <laughs> La mm-hmm.
0: William Colgate, the English American businessman and philanthropist founded yes Procter and Gamble no he, <laughs> Procter Colgate Paul Mollive. he was born oh. 240 years ago today
1: An English novelist essayist <laughs> short. Story writer and critic, Virginia Woolf was born on this date in 1882.
0: Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, Virginia Woolf, Virginia Woolf, never. No. Russian, Belgian chemistist, chemistist, and p- for f- f- <laughs> f- f-
1: psychicist. It's it about like trying to read that essayist. <laughs> it's got kind of a weird word.
0: Don't, don't say dirty words <laughs> on this show. Uh, also, a Nobel Prize laureate, that's the important one. Uh, Ilya Pridyon... Prigogine was born 106 years ago today. It's Russian, so I get a pass.
1: Yeah. American physicist and academic Samuel T. Cohen was born on this date in 1921.
0: American computer scientist and author Molly Holschlag is 60 today.
1: And last but not least, president of the Ukraine and actor Volodymyr Zelensky was born on this date in 1978. Hey, you know who he's got the same birthday as you? He, He sure does.
0: He's just a little younger. Thank you, Volodomir. Did you send him a card this year?
1: You need to do did, that every but, year. You know, the mail's not reliable. All right. The right music's
0: now. running out, so we got to finish out. Right. January 25th is, of course, Craig Stepp's birthday right over there. Will Yay. the Computer Guy is on the 26th. Mark in Memphis on the 27th. Also on the 27th, Chip Burkhead from the Scotchcast. And on the 29th, listen to the music. Oh, no, I thought it was going to get finishing touch. 29th, Sarah P. from NJ, who was born in OK, moved to VA, married Brad P., moved to NJ, and now is back in VA. And they they travel to L.A. or once. That's a whole whole resume right there. Put that on your LinkedIn profile and smoke it. That's the way it was on this day in history for January 25th, 2023. There it is. If you want to be on the birthday calendar, Craig's going to put up a lower thirds thing for you. You can go over to chuckchat.com slash birthday. And we'll give you a shout out at the appropriate time of year. If it's your birthday and you're not on the calendar, we wish you all the best. That's called stalling for time. But, you know, stalling, he's not so popular anymore.
1: No. <laughs> Was he ever? I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, sleepless in Munich. Oh, Fritz is online. Hey, Fritz. Nice to see you live. Sorry you're having problems sleeping. This show will put you to sleep. Yeah, give it a minute. (laughs) On with the news. Oh, great news, everyone. Uh, This is is great news. Boston Dynamics, who makes, you know, the robot dogs and many other robots that do dog or human-like things, has uh, taught their Atlas robot, that's the white humanoid one, to grab and retrieve your heavy tools and even toss them around. There's a video of him. Going around uh, even does like parkour. It's crazy.
1: It's kind of like a mock construction site, if, you know, with yeah. some
0: scaffolding. And and, and the guys up on top going bam, bam, bam. Oh darn, I forgot my <laughs> tools. Pulls up a little remote <laughs> yeah. and the robot down you know, a couple levels down comes to life and starts hopping around, puts a board down so you can cross this gap. It's really fairly impressive. If you didn't know any better, you'd think, you know, somebody was doing you know, wearing a suit off, off camera, making it looks the ro- like it. robot move. Yeah. It's very lifelike. I mean, the, the way that the, he jumps and the knees take up the cushion is very well, humanoid.
1: What was very interesting was how coordinated he was when he jumped and threw the tools and they kind of landed in the right spot. And then when he does that little barrel jump or whatever you want to call it a little somersault, huh? 540. Yeah. that Yeah. 540. It was amazing.
0: Well, that and the subtleties, because he's got a he's got a jump up, yet the gap between where he is and where he's going to closes. So he's literally got to duck as he goes into his tuck. It's like a tuck jump to get to the next oh, level. Yeah. Like, right. whoa, you don't get that right. You're smashing your cameras on the next level up. <laughs> smash, yeah. I wonder how much debugging they had to do to get this video right. Like, boom, well, smash. Ah, oh, back to the drawing yeah. board. Hey, who's well, responsible
1: curious... for the ducking subroutine? <laughs> right. I'm 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 also curious uh how much that battery will actually last in that thing. You know, what kind of what kind of size battery they have in there is what I'm thinking of.
0: Eight billion milliamp hours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they took a bunch of f- cell phones and uh broke the batteries. No, I mean it just it seems it doesn't seem overly big, so I can't imagine it would last too terribly long, but we also have an article moving right along from
0: Universe right. Today, which is a site by one of our good friends, friends of the show, Fraser Kane. Although this article is by Evan Goh or Goff. I'm not sure which way to say that because I've only seen it in writing. So apologies for that, Evan. Uh scientists have built a tractor beam. It's it's really tiny, but tractor beam nonetheless. Did you read the article, Craig?
1: I did. Uh, it doing? makes uh, tractor beams, uh, they say, do make intuitive sense. Uh, matter and energy do interact with each other in lots of different ways throughout the universe. So, this actually makes a lot of sense. Magnetism and gravity are both natural forces that can draw objects together. Um, but they said, you know, engineering an actual tractor beam is something totally different. So, a tractor beam is a device that can move an object from Uh, from a distance, closer. The idea comes from a 1931 sci-fi story called Space Hounds of IPC, which I'm dying to go look up, to be honest with you. I I Um, like the quote from this.
0: There is such a thing as a ray screen, you kill joy. Uh, This this has got like lots of 20s and 30s lingo. Oh yeah, the quote, yeah. And there is also a lifting or tractor rays. Two things I've been trying to dope out (laughs) (laughs) and that I wish people would talk like this again sometime. It'd be fun. They and got the you, accent. Yeah. Okay. There is such a thing as a ray screen, you killjoy. And there's also <laughs> lifting or tractor rays. Two things I've been trying to dope out and that you've been trying to give me the Bronx cheer on. The Titanians have had a tractor ray for ages. He sent me the complete dope on it. And the Jovians, well, they got them both. Well, you have them, the, we'll have them in three days. And you ought to be fairly simple to dope out, and the opposite of a tractor too—a pusher or a presser beam. Wow, that's just hard to do. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, they did say that uh, that these were very small uh, tractor beams, microscopic, and they're actually called uh, optical tweezers, which I thought was <laughs> I thought was a funny name.
0: But they made a larger uh, version of this. It, 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 it's pretty cool because there's a video, another yeah. second video in here that uh, they're like. Turn on a light and this piece of plastic moves. It reminds me of those light bulbs that have like the black and white little spinny thing inside it. And when you turn on the light, it spins one way because, you know, that one's operating on heat. This is actually working on like the laser beam is pushing this thing. And you can see a physical reaction. Granted, it's on a specific material. But, uh, hey, as long as we built all of our spaceships out of graphene silicon oxide, we're good.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: So neat! We're on our we are we are on our way to the Star Trek and Star Wars land. Yay! Turn on the grappling hook. Oh wait, that I comes know. before the tractor beam, right? I I thought a tractor beam was you know invented by John Deere or something, but
1: not a tractor. Yes, that's how it's spelled. I know. I'm just a... <laughs> said not a tractor.
0: I H K. So they make them. All right. One other thing we've got in the space news is Nicole Mann. She is yes. the first Native American in space and did a spacewalk along with, uh, what was her name? Um um oh, got, Japan uh, Wakata. Koichi, Koichi Wakata. Yes. Who also was part of the crew that like built the space uh, in the space shuttle era. She built the space station. So, yeah, she knows her stuff, her way around. So, pretty yeah. darn cool. We've got... You know, some representation. They'll they'll be up there for another month or so, and then coming yeah. back. And I'm sure we'll see her on all the talk show circuits.
1: Now, man's got some chops because she's a she's also a U.S. US Marine, colonel yes. and test pilot. Uh, and she flew last fall. I think is what they said. She rocketed in orbit last fall. Yep. She is a member of the. Um, I'm gonna say this. Uh, whale whala waylacky there you go. i guess that's right of the round valley indian tribes in north Car- northern california excuse me if i didn't get that right um she said that they'll the, they said that the, she should be coming back in about a month or so she's gonna be up there yay that's cool yeah
0: all right one more about space we should just call this the space news section now because it seems like space
1: that's all... well i like space don't no, you like space right
0: yes i like space news there are, there are other wonderful podcasts out there that will go into it much deeper, deeper. with much more expertise background we're we're the fanciful arm, yeah. armchair astronaut
1: and they also know what they're talking about
0: but uh, we have an article from reddit that buzz aldrin who is still alive he's 93 years old as of january what was it 23rd 21st it was it was fairly yeah. recently and uh, on his ninety third birthday, he married his longtime love. And if you look at his Twitter pictures, she looks like she's half his age. Well, when you are ninety three, half his age is what forty eight or something. Hey, I got news for
1: you. Everybody's half his age.
0: <laughs> Even you are pretty old when you are half Buzz Aldrin's age. Yeah, that's nice that right. he can. He, you know, he, he found his love, got married, and he's got two weeks to live. I am just kidding. <laughs>
1: Actually, you know what? What's sad is uh, I'm almost half his age.
0: <laughs> That's right. See, I told you, you're pretty old if you're half a, half the age of Buzz Aldrin. Right. Listen, Sonny, I was walking on the moon when you were still sucking your mama's teat.
1: Oh, <laughs> God. Wow.
0: Wow. Okay. Hey, it was right. You know, if he if had been there a year earlier, you would have been a gleam in your daddy's eye.
1: No, don't even start. Okay. Move along.
0: (laughs) I was flying test planes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Quick shout out to the chat room. We are doing this show normally Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, as I mentioned. So, new time. We'll update that in the show notes. You can watch us on YouTube or Facebook Live. We'd love to have you there. Join in. We got Fritz, and we got Mike, and we got Chris. Hey, everybody's hanging out with us making comments in the whether it's Facebook, well, it looks like they're all Facebook comments tonight, but Again, YouTube as well.
1: Mike, earlier, Mike said he couldn't understand crystal meditation.
0: I thought that was the name of a band. No, that's Crystal Method. No, that's the drug. Crystal Blue Persuasion. That's a song. I can't right. figure it out. Um, what, what else did we have? Shout! Out, we gave our shout-out to the chat. We'd love to see you there. Oh, Sunday nights at 8pm. Thank ATL. you, StreamYard. Live viewer <laughs> comments showing up on StreamYard. This is an example. Click on the comments <laughs> to show it on the screen. <laughs> done and done. My life is complete.
1: Yes, yeah, right.
0: Alright. Moving on to remember when? Let's do it. Where'd my soundboard go anyway? The green one. There it is. <music> Alright, we have a long-standing paradox from the one and only Leonardo da Vinci. Well, it's finally been solved. One of the things he noticed was when bubbles go up through water. Some of them go straight up, and some of them tend to wobble or zigzag or even go in a spiral. They've got different patterns, and he couldn't figure it out. Well, it's been, what, 500 years now, and scientists believe they have an answer. Thank you, Computer Simulations, for helping.
1: I'm glad they didn't have anything else to solve. They could work on bubbles.
0: I want research grants for stuff like this. Why men can't see laundry baskets?
1: Why are pigs' tails curled?
0: Well, that's because they get up in the morning way twirly. <laughs> oh,
1: God. oh boy! Have we broken the podcast yet? Uh, yeah. Let's just close it up. All right. Let's go
0: home. Where is this? Right. It says uh, the motion of bubble in water plays a central role in the wide variety of natural phenomenon and the chemical industry to the environment. Says authors Miguel Herrada and Jens Eggers. Where is the answer to this? It is it is further down. Indeed, bubbles are so ubiquitous in our daily lives they can easily see, seem to forget that they are dynamically complicated and often tricky to experimentally study. Rising air bubbles in water are influenced by a host of intersecting forces such as fluid viscosity, surface friction, and any surrounding contaminants that contort the shapes of the bubbles and shift the dynamics of the water flowing around them. Now, this brings me back to a lot of memories because my family was big into scuba diving and I was a scuba diver for a while. And oftentimes I would sit on the surface as bubbles came up, whether they were shallow bubbles or deep bubbles. Sometimes these bubbles would have to come up 100 feet before I got to see them and interact with them. And I often noticed that the larger ones, they made this very wobbly motion and, and usually just a few feet below the surface, they would break apart into smaller
1: bubbles. So it, it always it, look like uh mushrooms. Like jellyfish coming yeah,
0: up. Yeah. Yeah. Or mushroom caps. Yeah. So they Harada and Eggers use the Navier Stokes equations, whatever those are, which are mathematical framework for describing the motion of viscous fluids to simulate the complex interplay between the air bubbles and their watery medium. The team were able to pinpoint the spherical radius that triggers this tilt. Okay, so at a certain point, you're going to have the shape of the bubble itself is, is like starting to distort and be affected by the viscosity, et cetera, that we mentioned earlier. Right. Uh, they said it is 0.926 millimeters, which is about the size of a pencil tip, and described well, it, my pencil tip is a lot bigger because it's a dull pencil, if you know <sighs> what I mean. Uh, oh, they, God. No. They described miss, the possible. It's me- a family show, Chuck. No, I said my pencil's dull. <laughs> it's a metaphor for don't understand all these physics things you you keep that idea you know get your mind out of the gutter well you did that last time and see what happens what okay all right and they describe the possible mechanism behind the squiggly motion i just like we're just going to call it squiggly motion and that's as far as we get with my dull pencil
1: yeah
0: so yes da vinci 500 years we finally figured out what makes bubbles wobble
1: Somebody tell him quickly.
0: Uh, yeah, they sent him a tweet.
1: A <laughs> tweet. Yeah, that's exactly what they did.
0: <laughs> Send it to the Da Vinci Institute. Now can we
1: celebrate our patrons? Yes, let's do that. All, All, right. Right. All
0: right. We celebrate our patrons. These are the people that make the show count. They make the show happen. They bring you. They bring us the funds to bring the show to you. People like Alexis Duran, Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, Avner Braverman, Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown, Chris Martinez, Chris MC. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dandy Coyer, Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis. I think that was three thank yous and three people. I'm doing pretty good tonight. Gary Lindros, John Clifford, John Noble. I just watched him on Return of the King. He was great as Lord Denethor. Yorga Shrawan, Crazy Joe Adventures, Kyle Nishioka. Thank you, Leon, Mark Kilfoyle, Brad Miller, Mike Willis, This space for rent, question mark, question mark, question mark? Saturday... Wait, no. Apparently we have a vacancy in the house and we're willing to fill it up for as little as a dollar a show. Saturday Morning Media, Stephen Weshy, Steve Therian, Steve Cody, Steve London, and Tim Cook. We love our patrons. We celebrate them because they found it in their hearts to find this show valuable or funny or something... That they go over to. They just found
1: it on the street, on the sidewalk.
0: (laughs) I I said, Hey, Apple, pick me a random podcast. And whoa, holy obscure podcast. This came up.
1: They found this show on the bottom of their shoe, stuck to it. And they couldn't. Fritz said,
0: The John Noble? It's our John Noble and our Tim Cook. If you want to be part of this crew and be celebrated with not only your name emblazoned across our podcast halfway through the show, but also, get a special episode, kind of a behind-the-scenes, green room, after-party thing. You can get that episode as well. Go over to patreon.com slash Viewers will see it on their screen. Listeners will hear it again. Patreon.com slash And that's all I'm going to say about that. Thank you. Yay! All right. Okay. Somewhere I have a stop button. There it is. And we come to the part of the show where Craig and I get to explain try to explain what we've been watching. And I forgot to put one on here that I finished last night, but I'll save it for next week. Cause there's already three.
1: Actually, you can go and talk about it. Cause I'm still, I've still got a couple episodes left in Jack Ryan. And I've got to remember what it is. Hold on. I, gotta remember. I haven't finished watching it. Actually, uh, so far still liking it. Got two episodes left. Jack Ryan. Yep. Uh, season
0: three. N- not to be so. confused with Jack Reacher.
1: <laughs> no. different show. Hold on. Another, okay. another good show. But yes.
0: Account Chuck viewing activity. Not viewing I'm sorry. I'm
1: surprised you don't have a link to straight to it.
0: I had watched. Oh, that's what it was. We'll start with this one. Okay. I watched The Champion on Netflix. It okay. is about. As he finishes typing, it is about uh it is it takes place in Auschwitz in World War II. Mm-hmm. It's about a Jewish man who was obviously detained he was one of the first people there so they had to fix the place up and you know make it ready for all the nasties that happened there but uh he was he was just about lined up in the firing squad for what was it, an offense of stealing apples or something and uh they they were uh the sentence was reduced to like 25 lashes well he and this other boy because the other boy quoted william tell to the german officer it's It's a Polish film, and this guy was discovered to be a famous Polish boxer with the, okay. with the boxing name Teddy. Uh, I believe it's a 2020 film, but I'll double check on that date. Anyway, he he's like the welterweight, flyweight champion of Poland or, or competed twice for that title. I forget if he won or hmm. lost. I think he lost those, but he did actually okay. make it to the finals. Uh, he starts fighting and... Uh, he wins bread and he gets favor from the medical clinic. So he can like get some of these other inmates who, or, or detainees, uh, you know, a little better lifestyle than they otherwise would have. Uh, oh, but it man. does have some really, really sad points to it, obviously, cause it takes place in Auschwitz. Uh, but a fairly happy ending, at least for him. So it's, uh. Very wow. Very yeah. It's one of those where you know those who do not remember the past
1: kind of thing. Like you know it. You know what's amazing to me is the sacrifices people have had to make, and it, <clears throat> and then you look at you know much my, <clears throat> my charmed life, and I'm like, I would hope I had the courage to do something like that. I like he's talking about like you're talking about the champion. He, yeah, he or... really
0: didn't he did he really didn't, you know, you can't stand up while somebody's yelling in your face and could shoot you at any time. You can't really talk back. So, he right. was he, he 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 had a friend who was like the captain of the inmates who said, "Hey, I know this guy. He could entertain you talking to, you know, the commandant and and his lieutenant's in the prison camp." Right. He was saying, why don't you let him fight? And they go, Hey, no, no skin off our back. If he loses, he dies. If if he wins, well, we get some entertainment. And then they started Still placing dies. bats. Um uh, Yeah. But yeah, it uh the champion on Netflix. Other one I watched was a uh Christopher Nolan film. No, Christopher, who who played Batman? Christopher. <laughs> what? <laughs> who who's the guy who played Batman? anyway
1: which one which one? The, oh, the, christian bale christian
0: bale that's it christian bale um, was in a movie uh I was like, christian bale was about? in a movie like 15 called people, called
1: the, people it's called right adam west.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it was adam west the the pale blue eye on netflix uh right. it's it's a it's a story it's not based on an edgar Allan poe but edgar Allan poe was in this and uh It's about this detective back in the early days. I think it was like when West Point was new. So it's really old and timey thing. Back when uh, actually Edgar Allan Poe was a cadet at West Point in this story. I don't know if it was in real life or not, but it it lent itself well. And uh, Christian Bale's character is sent to investigate the death of one of the cadets. Hey, we found this guy hung. He looks like he hung himself. And then another cadet says, I found him. His feet were touching the ground. How did he hang himself? There are all these questions around how he died and why he died. And then another one dies. And like, ooh, this is getting weird. Maybe it's these satanic cultists, et cetera, et cetera, because they cut out his heart. Well, his heart was there when I found him. But then when he went to the morgue, it was gone. Uh, and they, they, they lead you down this trail. And for the longest time in the movie, you're like, we're getting clues, but I'm not putting this together at all. And then, of course, Christian Bale finally puts it together. But then there's an excellent twist at the end. So I'm not going to ruin all it for right. you. It's a really yeah. good story. I liked The Pale Blue Eye. That was really good.
1: All um, right. Because that's on my list to see. That's
0: yep. It, it kept it. coming up. Kept coming up. It was like, recommended, recommended. Like, all right, like, I'm going right, to watch fine, it. Fine, stupid. <laughs> it just, it took a while to get going. I think it was like a two and a half hour, almost three hour movie. So buckle in, but it's, it's worth the ride. Uh, I also started watching a new series called Chef's Table, pizza (laughs) i'm not normally into these it's like a little documentary where they go around and say hey let's talk to you they they do a uh, like a 45 48 minute segment just on one chef and how he established himself in the pizza industry and how they're made uh the first episode was on um uh was it I can't remember the guy's name right now, but it, they said, Hey, if you look at, when somebody told me that the best pizza in the world was in Phoenix, I wouldn't have believed them. And then, then I went there and tried the pizza and it was really, really good. Apparently this guy like reinvented pizza somehow by using locally sourced ingredients. He said, why are we buying this asparagus from France when we can grow asparagus? That's perfectly fine right here in Gila bend or, you know, wherever it is just down the road.
1: Yeah. And the, and the in the nice luscious green fields in in Phoenix.
0: He well, there are, <laughs> with irrigation, you get some pretty good stuff. Yeah. So yep. he's he's put together. I looked. There's two two places in Phoenix that have this. We looked over the menu. There were a couple that intrigued us. Uh, Donna said the way he does his fire oven thing, he kind of burns the crust a little bit, and she wasn't too keen on charred crust. So.
1: Oh. Yeah, well, you do a, fire, a wood-fired pizza, Yeah, you're going to have that. You're going right? to have so that I'm...
0: on the bottom or on the edges. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it looked really good. And, you know, all through the show, you're going, I want pizza. I want pizza. <laughs> so I watched the first yeah. episode. The second one is in takes place in Rome. So you have to read some subtitles on that one, whereas the one that's in Phoenix, obviously, you don't. But this guy, he had a really interesting backstory about... Uh, you know his his whole upbringing. He had asthma. He wasn't very good at much in school. He dropped out when he was a junior. He was trying to find any work, but he said, "I know how to be kind and I know how to work hard. What can I do?" And then somebody gave him a a chance at a pizza shop. And this guy like makes his own mozzarella. That was what he was known for. He he came to Phoenix and he started making mozzarella out of his apartment, and then literally walking it around to Italian restaurants, going, "Hey, you want to buy some cheese?" <laughs> Like yeah, that's real sanitary. But they he told did two
1: pieces. You want some other cheese? Here's here's
0: a couple of balls. Uh, yeah. But it was really good, and he he kind of built it some momentum. But then he started working himself to death. I mean, literally working himself to death. He got what they call baker's lung, where you get flour and uh, all kinds of stuff as you're breathing and working around the fire. He's yeah, just, like right. You'll be careful. And he, he just about died, and he said, "Yeah, you know, I got to back off here a little bit." So he had to learn how to delegate, and he opened up. Wear a, a mask. Well, you know, wearing a mask wasn't a thing 30 years ago.
1: Oh, 30 years ago. Okay.
0: Especially for yeah. like you know, nobody thinks baking that's not a dangerous profession.
1: Well, I'll tell you something um just those little pizzas we made in Italy as part of our yep. group. Yep. The the flour that we used is different than the the bleached out flour we have in the states. And I think that made all the difference cuz those little pizzas were awesome.
0: We oh, made. yeah. Well that, that was the other thing. He said, why why are we buying this expensive flour from Italy? Actually, he discovered that a lot of the the flour that goes to Italy is grown in Arizona.
1: <laughs> like, oh really?
0: Yeah, he's like, Wow, we should be able to get this like cheap.
1: <laughs> yeah. You should be able to.
0: So he started yeah. doing that. And you know, you gotta get the mixture right and you gotta get the the timing and the temperature of the oven just right. So there's, there's a lot of variables, and he put it together and and he said when when he first started, uh, was it Pizza Bianco? Uh, I, I forget what the name of the, It had Bianco mm-hmm. in the title somewhere. Uh, when he first opened his store, people would line up at 10 a.m. And the, a restaurant didn't open until 5 p.m. He had a seven-hour line in front of his store. It was like What is, is it? No. An Apple, Apple store? Yes. Wow. He said, that's when you yeah. know you got something hot.
1: Oh, I thought you were selling the iPhone here. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right who put that sticker
0: on my window again
1: yeah that's pretty cool though i'll have to check that out
0: so episode one is worth it i'm hooked i'm gonna watch the the rest of the series all about pizza maybe we'll learn a thing or two the last one i saw was also a netflix show it's called the volcano rescue from wakari so in new zealand there is an island a volcanic island called wakari also in Mm. english it's the white island good name okay and Uh, It is an active volcano. So, you know, you look out and it's, you know, whatever it is, 26 kilometers offshore. And you see this little plume of smoke and they take tourists out there by boat. It's a 90 minute boat ride or uh, about a 20 minute helicopter ride. Well, on this particular day, I think it was 2019, the 2020, they took the boat loads of tourists out there. And as they were walking around, the volcano blew. And it was it was not a lava volcano where you can go, oh, here comes the lava. Let's get out of the way. It was a pyroclastic flow with, you know, 800 degrees steaming temperatures. And people survived. Wow. That's the crazy part. Wow. They were messed up, but they survived. So they're interviewing, like, the survivors and what happened next uh, and, and how did they get rescued and how did they survive? Not everybody survived, of course. I think, um, what was it? I think the grand total was 21 people died. 13 or 14 were immediate on the island. Most of which were never found again. Um, right, and then several people succumbed to their injuries afterwards. So it was it was sad, but it was miraculous. This one couple it was newlyweds. This is where they're going for their honeymoon, and the wife is going, "I don't know about this. I don't know about this." And then when when they you know the thing finally goes off, like, that's the biggest I told you so that'll <laughs> ever happen. But, oh right. Uh, you know they feel very you know closer bonded because they went through this disaster together. So. Uh, uh, yeah, an interesting story, probably a little longer than it needed to be, but, um, uh, it, it wasn't one of these four parters, like follow the murder mystery. That's too long. Uh, but I thought it Volcano Rescue from Wakari, W H A K A W A try that again, W-H-A-K-A-A-R-I, Wakari. Um, uh, th- there was one guy in this that I didn't quite understand what his point was. He was a Maori guy, you know, so he had the tattoos on the face and whatnot. And they kept cutting the camera to him, and and, but I don't—he didn't really have anything to do with the story. He wasn't on the island. He didn't run a charter. (laughs) I was like, he's the chief of the Maori, and he goes that morning. You know, it's like I felt a disturbance in the force.
1: Like, (laughs) what? Did you warn anybody? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, I didn't quite understand his value to the whole thing. He could have been cut on the editing floor, but, and, and the show would have lost nothing in my opinion, but that was, yeah. that was my only gripe against it. So those are the four that I had this week. Uh,
1: hey, this morning, uh, I had some time to sit around and I just started going down a rabbit hole about Mount Everest. Yes. And it started off on Reddit. I saw it. You talk about the volcano. It reminded me a little bit about this. And it was about a guy named George Mallory. You ever heard of him? Yes. And he went on several expeditions to Everest. Yeah. And his body, he died on the mountain. Yep. And on Reddit, uh, there were somebody had linked to a story where they found his body, and there was a picture of it, which he was face down and over the. He's been there for almost a hundred years. Yep. And he's sitting there, and you can see the—he's buried under the rock, but you could see his body was still intact because of the cold and the like. Otzi the Iceman. Oh my gosh! And it was—they were probably a a little better than Otzi because
0: Otzi was like five thousand years old.
1: Yeah, it was an old video, and they were—they said, well, they didn't want to disturb the body, but they did want to see. They they were thought it was somebody else. Because it was so fresh. Right. With a camera. No, it was, they thought it was an older guy, but they found... They, they had a camera potentially on him. But then they go, oh, they looked under the collar of his shirt, which was still on him. Mm-hmm. It was rags, but it was still on him. It said George Mallory. And we're, oh, this is George Mallory. And they... It's, it still had skin on his back. It was mm-hmm. like... it's amazing to see. He's been in a I natural mean, freezer for the last hundred years. What do you expect? I know. I know. But it just... I, st- I went down this rabbit hole, and then I started reading about this one guy was talking about. Uh, he knew somebody that went up on Everest, and a couple was also in the group, mm-hmm. and the husband fell into a crevice, a crevasse. <laughs> Excuse me, whatever it was. Anyway, he <laughs> and his wife had to leave him while he was still alive in the, but he, they couldn't get him out. They didn't have the oh have a time or, that would be agonizing yeah. yeah they said that she was wailing and crying and it was agonizing to hear her. i was like i bet it was can you imagine having to leave your loved one because you can't you don't have the the time or the materials to actually get down there and, and save them
0: save yourself I mean, go on without me no i can't do it
1: <laughs> oh, there's That's a Netflix special Again, it's just mind-blowing you have to make this kind of decisions, but... Death
0: on the ice coming this fall to a theater near you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do our question anyway. of the week and then we're on out of here. All right. So our question for you next time is what quietly went away without anyone... <laughs> do you see how I did that?
1: I see what you did there. What
0: quietly went away without anyone noticing? Ah. Uh. Pogs. The first time or the second time?
1: Yeah, the second coming. Everybody got excited about them, and they just kind of disappeared again.
0: (laughs) Well, they were a thing when, you know, milk bottles got delivered to your door. Yeah. That's where they came from.
1: Yeah. Well, then they had collector ones, you know, later on. and Yeah. Pogs. There you go. Tamagotchi. Um, The internet bubble.
0: No, that didn't, n- n- everyone noticed I, that happened. No. Yahoo. It's still here.
1: <laughs> Slowly.
0: I check finance.yahoo.com I about once a I week. That's thing. all I use I, it for.
1: I know. I was to say, actually, surprisingly, that's actually a useful little site. Theoretically,
0: I still have a Yahoo account. I don't use it. It used to be used for Flickr and mail. I think I might have a Yahoo email somewhere. Goodness knows what's in it, there.
1: You go log you finally log in. you have fifteen thousand messages, <laughs> your
0: mailbox is full. you're being charged <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right,
0: and it's all spam, all spam
1: that's right okay. what so went we, we quietly without anyone noticing
0: grandpa, <laughs>
1: grandpa. <laughs> I wanna
0: die uh, like i wanna die like grandpa quietly in my sleep like not not Tom like the. Kurt? Not like common the people are screaming in the back seat.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna sound like an old man now. Common courtesy. <laughs> yeah, Com- common what? sense. Common sense. Yeah, it's better. Respect.
0: All right, that brings us to the end of the show. I think we're done with that. Let's hang our my hands. youth. <laughs> uh, that that went away without anyone noticing. <laughs>
1: hey, hey, what happened? My good <laughs> looks. I was just 20 a minute ago. What?
0: That's what it feels like. All right. Yeah. Let's scoot on out of here. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening or watching us. Thank you very oh, much.
1: I met. Oh, look at there. Fritz said, thank you thank for the many hours of entertainment, fun and enlightenment. Enlightenment?
0: He says, it's 2.47 a.m. I got to get some sleep. That's what he said right, right before that.
1: Oh, there you go. Way to
0: kill, Way to the, kill buzz, the buzz, Craig. <laughs> from our own dog thanks Doug.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: we're now just now going through the comments great idea hey if you want to get in touch with us if you missed the live show 707-530-2428 happy lunar new year to everybody I know we <laughs> might be right. a little late but it's like a week long celebration in my mind email us technorama at chuckchat.com you can text message us as well on that same number 707-530-2428 Craig give us a binary high five and we're out of here
1: One, zero, one, I'm aging as we go.